0: There's a legal disclaimer about how you know the John Adams, the guy who did it, doesn't actually own anything from Star Trek, yeah. but the legal disclaimer is Riker in spending two panels stepping over a chair and then sitting <laughs> down to go like, listen, <laughs> this is this is a spaceship. What what's going on down there?" It's episode 427 of WTFTFW My name on the internet is Vangelist, And uh, I'm joined by internet name Seth Buzzard
1: Hello Hi Hi, Seth is my name in real life too, but not Buzzard
0: Aw, oh, that's tricky, it's getting complicated
1: yeah. I'm still shaking a disease that I've been fighting for about a week mm. So uh, my apologies if I cough and don't hit the mute button in time
0: it's all right. We're going to have a nice a nice relaxed, laid-back episode. There's not a ton of news. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm awake, technically, uh, and we've, we've got actually we've got no listener question this week either. Um, we ran out. That doesn't sound true. I, I, I triple-checked. Uh, last week I went through one, we, I went through two questions, and I probably could have saved one. I, I, mis, I miscounted things. But, you know, it happens. And the fact that I've said it means that next week we will have 20 listener questions uh, oh, good. to spend a few months going through. So let me just turn on my power source here. We get the, the Warp Core online. Whoa. Yeah. What are you mm. drinking there? I went to film at the YouTube you space and they gave me a Diet Pepsi and I, I didn't drink it. Oh. I took it home. So now I'm drinking that Diet Pepsi. So This no. is a Diet Pepsi on Google's dollar that's a google pepsi. It's a google diet pepsi.
1: I'm drinking a Lagunitas Half Past Never or 12th of Never, which is their first beer in a can.
0: Ooh. It's okay. I don't really like beer in cans though. Yeah. It's I've, all right though. I don't I don't mind beer, but I don't really like beer. Like if it's going to be about liking, then I'm I'm still in my dry cider phase.
1: Yeah. There, I'm. I'm not a huge beer guy, but I like some kinds more than others.
0: Yeah, like I like, I like, I like certain things. I found like a. I tried the thing that was called Blood Orange Rodler, and that was pretty good. I
1: tried a thing called Bud Light. I don't know if you've heard of it.
0: It was. It was. Uh, it was pretty heavy. <laughs> and I had two of those, and I was just out cold. Now that's high school. Um. We're going to talk about some Transformers stuff, and we're going to talk about Transformers history to start things off. Uh, Transformers at the Moon have pulled off a massive get. Uh, they've released one... Uh, they're calling it a teaser, because um, I guess this is just like from some kind of attempt to even see if they could transfer the audio off the tapes. They got a whole bunch of tapes, uh, which contain original recording sessions from the original Transformers cartoon. Uh, and like the, the chunk that they shared was... Uh, just a handful of lines from the very first episode of Transformers, More Than Meets the Eye, Part 1. Uh, it's, it's dialogue from the sequence of Bumblebee and Wheeljack flying around on Cybertron, getting chased by Seekers, Soundwave saying some stuff. And then there was, uh, you know, Optimus Prime is in there, but there's also uh, some stuff that wasn't even in the episode, like some dialogue between Bumblebee and Ratchet. Um and there's uh, bits and pieces of dialogue that also were just not in the episode uh, in general uh there's uh two different sets of group grunts and in between you can hear Wally Burr uh piping into the into the uh the, into the booth and saying hey uh give me one of these kind of grunts um all stuff that like has never been heard before it's it's all got a weird kind of echo to it cuz i'm assuming this must have been like a backup mic But uh, it's fascinating to listen to, especially as it was pointed out in the thread, like, you know, new dialogue from Wheeljack. uh, That's from a voice actor who is no longer alive. And uh, now in 2016, you're hearing, like, takes that were otherwise never heard before. This is kind of interesting.
1: Well, I think most, if not all of that Soundwave stuff was unused.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know my dialogue word for word when it comes to like the actual cartoon side, so
1: yeah. It's
0: been a while, yeah,
1: but I don't remember much of Soundwave talking in that first episode, yeah. And there's a lot more like he's worried about having been spotted, but he hadn't, so it's all good, sort of a thing. <clears throat> Except for this... he didn't use that verbiage.
0: This would have been from the scene where he's a light post, uh like, you know, standing outside on the roadside. Um, And also, it's pretty cool to listen to uh, a lot of these voices without effects, though Soundwave's voice does have effects. In that case, it's really cool to listen to, like, the original vocoded Soundwave voice without any background noise and in, like, raw quality. Like, it sounds really cool. Um, I I was checking Transformers at the Moon's Twitter. I believe they've confirmed that some of the other tapes they have also have uh, non-vocoded Soundwave lines, and so it... It basically was the final proof that the Soundwave voice is the Dr. Claw voice uh, Uh when it's just being performed raw. Um, So I'm really looking forward to uh, when they can pull off the full transfer of this stuff, just because this is some really cool stuff to listen to out of the context of an episode, like just to hear the raw recordings, hearing that energy kind of you can hear like Chris Lada's breathing in between Wheeljack lines, kind of getting his tempo uh, bound, you can hear him and Dan Gilvazan kind of be bouncing off each other a little bit more organically. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fingers crossed there's going to be some more cool gems in in uh, the stuff that these guys got. So I would highly recommend checking this out. Like, it, it's super cool. Um, especially given that, like, it's 2016 and we have new G1 news <laughs> to talk about thanks to this stuff. Uh it's a huge props to Transformers at the Moon for getting a hold of this. I think that the that video seemed to imply they might have also gotten some Visionaries tapes. Um, unless that was just like a banner that was stuck in there for reasons I don't understand.
1: And who can remember anything about Visionaries?
0: <laughs> they had holograms in their chests.
1: <laughs> well, I meant the show. Oh. I, More specifically. Well... I remember having seen the cartoon, yeah. Not much of it.
0: It's one of those Sunbow cartoons that sounded a lot like Transformers because it was the same bunch of actors. That's what I usually remember Visionaries as. Um, so if this was like from a Sunbow lot, like maybe they'll have some other thing. maybe there's some GI Joe in there too. Uh, uh. Yeah, and I hope that they can get that transfer stuff done properly archived and all shared. And I, I double hope that. No kind of weird 30-year-old legal action could mess with the sharing of that stuff. All, all they have to do is upload it for at least an hour and it'll be there forever. But um, it would be weird if there was some kind of odd DMCA dropped on it from, like, the one guy with a Sunbow legal power behind his name or something. Um. Anyway, that that was, I think, some of the most exciting news of the last week. Yeah, that guy has the same lawyer as Harmony Gold. Yep. <laughs> it's just the Harmony Gold guy. He just puts on a mustache. I'm Joey Sunbow. <laughs> uh y'all are infringing on my copyright for the Transformers. And he has no idea there's a movie franchise. If that could be the beginning of the end. We'll see if apocalypse comes. Uh Seth, if uh if there are, you know, more more chunks of tape to be uh, archived, is there anything in particular that you'd like to hear? you know, like recording booth raw at a transformers. Uh, I don't
1: know if I can think of anything specifically that I'm hoping to hear, but just any like whoop, any like unused stuff would be fun. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> Alternate takes. Maybe some, like some material like caught on mic that wasn't meant for the show, but just the voice actors goofing around. Like, remember when those uh, Thundercat
0: cats about to throw that out there yeah. got out there? Yeah.
1: Where they, they made some rude jokes <laughs> and used some some blue language.
0: Well, uh, going by a lot of voice actor stories from convention Q&A's like Frank Welker did a lot of weird stuff in between takes just to, like, entertain himself and mess with people. I'm wondering if any of that got recorded. Oh no, Prime, I accidentally turned into a banana boat.
1: Ah. <laughs> oh, Ironhide. You dumbass.
0: <laughs> It'd be kind of cool to listen to a raw Ironhide Optimus <laughs> discussion, whether or not it's on or off script, because that would be Peter Cullen talking to himself. Oh, yeah, I
1: forgot he was. Why did I think Frank Welker was Ironhide? I don't know.
0: I don't know. But I would, what would be... Autobot was he? He's got to be some Autobot. Oh man, now I can't remember. Yeah. He was uh whenever I think hero Frank Walker, I just start thinking of Freddy from Scooby Doo. But like it would be neat to listen to like Okay, know.
1: here's here's a Frank Walker then. Alright. take that I hope that like it would be like all rumble eject
0: operation, get me a beer. He played Rumble too, so he could reply to himself. Yeah. Who
1: you calling charismatic?
0: Yeah. Have just him give all, me a beer. Have him do like five people all just yelling at each other along with like a monkey in a phone booth or whatever else. A monkey else.
1: in a phone booth or a monkey and a phone booth? A
0: monkey and a phone booth. Oh, okay. <laughs> As two more characters. Just a hear, monkey
1: in a phone booth would have been like incredibly specific.
0: The, 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 the little bits and pieces, like it's weird to say it, but like just hearing like the breaths in between lines from Wheeljack was like, the realization for me of like, oh, you could, it might finally be able to hear like some of the raw tempo and the raw energy of those booth recordings. Cause they, you know, they recorded ensemble a whole lot. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Hope that it, uh, it turns into something. Reminds me. I don't know if we ever mentioned it on this, this podcast. Like we talked about it when it was a new project, but I, I want to say that the guy uh who was going to like he Indiegogo backed, Um, successfully um, an attempt to make a G1 score by doing a whole ton of audio work by pulling out every single loop he could pull out of episodes and things um, to make like a a comprehensive G1 Transformers musical score. Uh, I believe that he has released the zip file. Um, He did like 900 editing passes on it and then reached the point of realizing that he would never release it if he doesn't just release it now. And uh it's out there. I, I downloaded a copy. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but uh yeah, that thing got finished. So
1: Cool. Yeah, I have some memory of when that was first getting started or we were first hearing about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I can't remember precisely why I ca- I think I might have caught it on Twitter that like that project finished, or it might have been on TFW, but uh yeah, um for anyone who was wondering about where that went and and you know wasn't already ahead of me. Uh there you go. It's it's done. Uh anyway, Seth, let's talk about some new picture picks. It's a it's okay. a bit of a light uh week, but we we found some things that we can still talk about. Uh you found a weird thing.
1: Yeah, this is a weird thing. And it's a statue, which is a bummer. But Milk and Soap Studios have teamed up to make a partially clear vinyl Optimus Prime. It's like, the, the upper half is clear. The lower half is like a milky white. There's some black details, like his eyes and the Autobot logo on his shoulder. Uh, it doesn't transform. It's like a statue. It's kind of neat looking because it's weird. Yeah. Also, it looks like it says milk in the clear part on his waist. Like, kind of to the side. Like it's kind of ghosted in there, weird. Mm, yeah. um, I seem to
0: remember, wasn't there a Milk Studios thing in the past? Um, yes, they were not this studio. They were like Milk something. I cannot remember their name now. But yeah, I, I, I for a second thought it was the same guys, but they they had okay. a different name.
1: Yeah, it's kind of neat looking. It's too bad it wasn't like posable.
0: Yeah, like even if it had,
1: even if it had like simple articulation.
0: Yeah. Like uh, like sockets on the arms, so you can you know swivel them forward and back or something. Yeah. Uh. Oh man. So I because in the pre-show you'd mentioned this thing was expensive, and I misread that price as being one thousand and eighty yen, uh-huh. and I was like, fool, that's not expensive. <laughs> I, I I took a look at the actual news story, and that uh, that is not yen. That is uh, yuan. Uh, it's a different currency, clearly.
1: Yeah, well, according to the story, it it uh, approximates to one hundred and sixty United States
0: dollars. Yeah,
1: which is about what is that, a wheelbarrow full of Canadian dollars now?
0: Um, it's it's like uh, if if I was going to spend one hundred sixty U.S. downtown, I would probably be getting myself a really nice jacket and uh, also a cup of coffee.
1: So the Canadian dollar's not doing that bad. or do you just buy cheap jackets
0: i don't hey i only buy expensive jackets personally i don't i don't only buy expensive jackets but i don't buy cheap (laughs) jackets if you know what i mean yeah get your cheap ass jackets out of here listen this jacket's (laughs) worth 750 all right it's beautiful silk uh i want to say just right away that i don't think that that price is unreasonable if this is like an you know an actual limited run art vinyl thing with yeah with clear with clear mixing into solid material like the price is not insane it's just not for most transformers collectors
1: well i think it puts it in the range of like you really gotta want it other than oh that's kind of a weird interesting looking thing i'll just kind of impulse order one yeah at least I would not impulse
0: order a hundred and sixty dollar thing that I
1: wasn't completely dying
0: for. Like I feel like this is going to be more so for people who follow the artists involved, Milk and Soap Studio, yeah. than you know, random Transformers fan. Don't put soap in your milk.
1: No, that just because
0: they're both white doesn't mean that they go together. No, they they don't. It's real gross. Soapy milk. Ugh. Cause you wouldn't even notice right away because milk isn't clear, right? You'd right. think it's like just those bubbles you so get when you pour milk. Anyway. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, my God, bubbly milk. That that happens. Take a big sip. Oh, no, I drank some soap. Now I'm a weirdo.
1: Well, I avoid the whole mix-up by just not drinking milk anymore. Uh,
0: uh, well, when's the last time you drank milk?
1: Like straight, just plain ass milk, not chocolate milk or something?
0: Yeah, it's just a glass of milk.
1: Late 90s. Oh, geez. Yeah.
0: What was your percent?
1: Uh we were a two percent family growing up. I used to drink okay. milk like nuts. I used to chug through that
0: stuff. You uh, should you should give it another shot. Yeah. She'd just like, you know, be adventurous. Just buy yourself a bottle of milk. Yeah. Just what if you do, then don't don't like bring it to the desk and sit there with it, because when it gets warm, it gets kind of gross.
1: Yeah, I've had flavored milk now and then. Like a chocolate milk or something. We got weird milks at work and mm-hmm. there'll be like some on the employee take-home cart I'm like oh i guess i'll see what this root beer flavored milk's
0: all about yeah. <laughs> that's weird um i never liked flavored milk i tried strawberry and vanilla flavored milks yeah and i tried chocolate milk just never liked any of them Nah, chocolate's
1: chocolate's pretty good
0: I, I know that i'm an outlier there a lot of people give me the the weirdest look when i'm like i don't like chocolate milk like, they look at me like I, they look at me like they're gonna punch me they don't, because yeah, they're civilized. Uh, well, when I first
1: moved out and was kind of living on my own, I had a roommate. I was still buying milk, like, out of habit, and then realizing I was throwing more and more of it away as it went bad. Uh,
0: and then I just stopped buying it. I always run out of milk, because, like, I have milk and cookies. I have milk and cereal. Uh, if I ever have a donut or a pastry, glass of milk with that. I was, I'm I, always missing milk.
1: I can't stand the idea of eating cereal anymore oh man just at some point in my brain the idea of something floating in milk seemed disgusting
0: (laughs) did you ever try like the crazy thing where you like pour chocolate milk in cereal instead of normal milk no okay because i've never That to me has always sounded like an insane person thing
1: (sighs) yeah because isn't there plenty of sugar in the cereal
0: yeah, when people are like, "Oh, milk is too is not is too bland for cereal," I'm like,
1: "What, oh, what cereal are you
0: eating?" And like, you could put fruit in the cereal. You could put a million things in <laughs> yeah. cereal before you use freaking chocolate milk in cereal.
1: And that was another thing I used to eat on the constant with cereal with milk, and that was the first thing. Like, I stopped doing that before I stopped drinking milk altogether. I just I don't know. It just lost yeah. all appeal to me.
0: I mean, it happens. And I mean, you know, like I don't like, I've never liked chocolate milk, which is probably to a lot of people even weirder than kind of just getting off milk in general. Yeah. Then when I moved back to my
1: dad's for that while, he had switched to non fat milk and I wanted nothing to
0: do with that. That's uh, just like water yeah it's gross like white water well i I grew up on on homogenized 3.25 percent um which apparently was the weirdo thing when i was a kid because people were like you you chew on your milk when you drink it but after uh after after being away from milk for for a time outside of like you know the occasional milk and cookies i've kind of just i've transitioned over to two percent i tried one percent too watery um tried skim doesn't work for me two percent is like my perfect milk got just that little bit of cream but it's not like it's not like bursting with cream like homogenized
1: oh you should see the whole milk we have at work oh i can't glass bottle and then you tip it and this big clump floats to the
0: top and that doesn't look like it's food anymore so whole milk (laughs) whole milk is like one of those those foods or drinks i i can't do it but like I love the idea of being one of the people who drinks whole milk. Fuck. <laughs> like, it just seems like it's a cool thing to do. Like okay. If, if yeah. I was like, someone who could start whole milk. Like all the tough milk.
1: kids down on the corners yeah. sipping on bottles of whole milk.
0: Sipping on a bottle of whole milk, chewing on the mush inside every now and then, just spitting out a rock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what rocks have to do. But <laughs> big, is big, it like a kidney
0: stone yeah, or big something? White, big white milk rocks. <laughs> like, you get getting your whole milk. Well,
1: you smoke the milk
0: rocks. Hey, yeah, you, you pile them all in a pipe. You grind them up with mortar and pestle. <laughs> yeah, you, you either melt them and smoke them, or you grind them up and you inhale them. That's what you do with milk rocks. Yeah. Uh, don't so, do, of don't all do of our rocks.
1: off-topic tangents, this one's got to set the set a new record for what are they talking about?
0: <laughs> okay, listen. Like it is off-topic, but this did come from a company literally called Milk. Yeah. So to a certain helpful. to a certain point you can't accuse us of just going off a rail here. Yeah. We 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 are talking about a company literally called milk. Yeah,
1: would you rather us talk about soap products? That's boring.
0: Yeah, there's a, how far do you go with soap? It's like do you use bar soap or liquid soap and then the conversation's yeah. over. Like Both.
1: <laughs> use whatever's available. Yeah. You know what I don't like is when you go into like a public bathroom and you jam the soap dispenser and that foam soap comes out.
0: I don't what mind is. the foam soap. Uh, seems like it's, it's nothing. It's just foam. I just don't like it when I jam I on, a foam, on, a, on a soap dispenser and nothing comes out. Oh. Because I'm sitting there going like, well, I was expecting soap. Now I have water. And I mean, I can live with that. But now I don't, especially if someone's standing next to me and I'm jamming on the soap thing and no soap comes out. I always feel like this. the guy next to me is just looking at me going like, oh, so you're just going to rinse your hands, huh? you, you filthy animal.
1: I kind of miss the pink powdered soap that we had in grade school. Powdered? Yeah, it was like this granulated stuff, and it was like really rough, and like you could abrasion your skin with it. Yeah, <laughs> no, we had we had liquid soap. Yeah, no, you really got clean with that powdered powdered stuff because it just you like scoured off a layer of skin with it. It was good times.
0: Now I get all uppity when I go to a a public bathroom and they don't have paper towels because I read all those news stories about how those airblade things are just blasting germs across the room.
1: What? I don't want to blast germs across the room.
0: Yeah, apparently it turns out that cleaning in a public bathroom, drying your hands with a massive torrent of of air pressure. If you wash your hands with soap, it's fine. But guess what? A lot of people don't. And they just wave their hands around in the airblade thing, spraying hand germs all over the place. Uh ter- turns out we were all better off with paper towels or something. I'm not
1: Well, you know what's worse, in my opinion, is not just the people who don't use soap and then stick their hands in the blower, is people who don't wash their hands at all and then touch the handle to the bathroom. So <laughs> I I like never touch the door on the way out of a public bathroom. I wash my hands and then like I'll kick the door open. Not like I'm like busting into a crime scene or something, but (laughs) (laughs) I like push it open or I'll like push it with my elbow, but I, there, nothing can make me touch that handle. Mm -hmm. I just wash my hands.
0: What am I going to do? Grab a poop handle all of a sudden. That's why I hate it when there's like a, a, a smaller washroom where it's an actual turny handle. You have to grip and turn. Cause I'm like, this is just ruining everything.
1: Yeah, well, then if they have paper towels, then you just grab one of the paper towels and you open it with the paper towel.
0: It's like they're yeah. Then you get you get the old timey bathroom, except they're just modern enough to replace all their paper towels with a giant Dyson Airblade.
1: Or it's a really old timey bathroom where the where it's not paper towels or a, or a blower. It's that big loop towel. Oh, that just God, rotates. God,
0: I forgot it. The worst so thing about that. So you rotate those
1: to a dry spot.
0: Remember when it was like you'd you'd rotate it and you'd get to like a a, a discolored part. And you'd be like, "Well, I I looped around. This is no good. I'm leaving." I'm I'll gonna...
1: just I'll just dry my hands on my pants after yep.
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing jeans. It ain't gonna hurt nothing. It's the bit the big like blackened brown streak when it's like, "Yeah, you got to the front. Congratulations, you won." Huh.
1: It looks like somehow somebody used it to wipe their ass. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh anyway. Now we've covered milk and soap. And poop. Yeah, and poop. You know, the Holy Trinity. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, my own new picture pick is I just wanted to point out one or two cool things from CICF twenty sixteen, uh, where a whole bunch of unofficial companies showed unofficial toys, uh, as they do. Um there was, uh, kind of there, a link. There was some... Oh wait,
1: I think I found it. Never mind. I was going to beg for a link
0: for it, but I found it. Oh, yeah. All right. If you got a link, then we're. we're yeah, I'm, good. I'm
1: there. I'm there. I, I, I should have looked before I spoke.
0: Ah. Uh, well, the, the the new stuff I find exciting. All Planet X showed off colored. Uh, you know, not finished, but but painted and colored uh, test shots of Jupiter and Moors, their Fall of Cybertron, Optimus Prime, and Starscream. I really enjoy Planet X's Fall of Cybertron toys, so um, that Optimus Prime looks like beefcake. That looks like the Optimus Prime I've wanted. Uh, they did a, a video game Grimlock that was the Grimlock I wanted that the video game deserved. This looks like the fist on wheels that the video game actually deserved. So I'm looking forward to that figure. Um, uh, Starscream looks cool, too, but that Optimus is, is like that. If I'm going to pick one, that's like the one, Yeah, you know, um, the Starscream looks all right. Like the Perceptor they just released also looks pretty cool, too. It's just I got to I got to buy one right now, not three. So uh, they are th- these guys are imminently coming out in the next couple months. Uh, Planet X also showed off the first great prototype of their uh, War for Cybertron Tripticon, uh, which is enormous. It's going to release in two pieces back to back. Uh, one month, uh, you get, like, I think, the top half. The other month, you get the bottom half there. Designs, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they said, like, that's literally the only way they could feasibly do it, apparently. Uh, also, apparently, like, the two halves can each form. Basically, they're going to ship as vehicles. So it's like, here's a jet. Here's another jet. But if you have both, guess what? It's secretly Tripticon. Uh, I have their video game Omega Supreme, and it's, it's lovely. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that Tripticon turns out um there, there was there's a bunch of other stuff here that was mostly things that i'd seen for the most part at, at TFCon already um worth noting garatron are they seem to be following through on doing beast wars neo unicron uh and it seems like they're also doing armada unicron's little minicon guy um to go with them well
1: there's two kind of sculpts of that unicron one <laughs> is much more armada-y like he remember how the armada unicron had those like jaws on his chest
0: oh would you yeah, believe me if I just yeah. assumed those were the same unicron? Well they look radically
1: different. I mean, come on. Yeah, they do one of them has the little tusks pointing up and the other one has them pointing down.
0: Uh, swivel. Yeah, swivel joints. <laughs> now, they have different feet too, so I was I yeah, was just not the paying feet attention. Are different.
1: And <clears throat> the uh the Beast Warsy one has like chunks of planet on his arms where the uh the other one's got spikes.
0: And the the Beast Wars one also appears to have a giant stick. Well, yeah, to wallop people with. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Looks like a lightsaber, really. If he has a giant lightsaber, that's probably one of the best ideas. Well, look at the handle. It
1: looks like friggin' Obi Wan Kenobi's lightsaber or something. <laughs> what are they doing? What are they doing?
0: They're playing.
1: That's what they're doing. They're, I well, wonder... what they're what they're doing is they're they're taunting the mouse. Oh yeah, you're right. They don't want. Hasbro might look the other way, but you think Disney's going to look the other way? Hell no.
0: Hell no. Garatron is like poking the bear.
1: Yeah, why do you think there's no third-party Luke Skywalker's out there? Uh, It's because
0: they already made all the Luke Skywalker's.
1: Well, no, because every time someone's tried,
0: two in the back of the head. Oh, jeez. Tap, tap. Yep. Uh... The only other thing here that really uh, I want to call out is uh, DX9 revealed uh, some new Warren Pocket stuff, a uh, pair of Dinobots, and a repaint of their cup. Uh, I believe with a new head. Yeah, with a new head as uh, as Orion Pax. Um, the, the, the Dinobots look pretty neat. Uh, the Orion Pax is a really good paint job, really good head sculpt. Uh, I have the cup figure he's based on, though, and that and I, I mentioned this in the podcast. That cup figure is a really cool transformation, but the toy itself feels quite unfinished in both modes. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I find myself a little bummed out that they're doing uh, a new chest, new head version of him as Orion Pax. I'm really hoping he's going to get some some treatment to have a more complete-looking vehicle mode. And I don't know. A, a means to fold his feet out if you're turning him back into a robot uh that that doesn't involve sharp objects and yeah, what's um, to say they didn't go back and address some of the concerns they've done that on their cyclonus so you know the, yeah, the precedent so. is there i'm hoping that they did there are uh, their dinobots uh, i don't know if we have very clear pictures here i've seen pictures on, on facebook of the two dinobots uh as well. They look fine. They're, they're closer to deluxe size because, you know, Dinobots are always bigger than everyone else. So at a pocket scale, they end up being deluxe ish. But the last War in Pocket release uh, Cup and RC, I found a little disappointing. So I'm uh, not in as much of a rush now. Uh, it's it's a shame. War in Pocket always looks really nice, but Iron Factory's Legends stuff always feels like three times as nice. So I, I find I'm if I have to pick between one or the other right now, I tend to lean more Iron Factory for my own uh, tastes. But there was some other cool stuff out there. Like, you know, check out the, the, the galleries, not just on TFW, but, you know, tons of Facebook pictures as well. Um, And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that Planet X stuff. Uh, Seth, did anything, anything pop out at you in this gallery? Well, that uh,
1: War for Cybertron-style Optimus Prime would be the one thing out of all of this. I would mm-hmm. buy if I buy any of these things. Um the the Starstream I mean is very accurate. Yeah. But I've never been a fan of that design even playing the games. I was like, yeah, they could have done better. That's just my personal feelings. Um I'm assuming a Triptychon you have to buy in two pieces is going to be way more than I'm interested in spending.
0: Oh yeah, he's going to be him. like like the the Omega, the Omega Supreme was like three hundred plus dollars, and uh, they basically said like they 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 asked their fans twice over the last two years. Do you <sighs> do you really want us to do Triptychon? And I th- I, I, are you I,
1: sure about this?
0: I believe they said like Triptychon is bigger than Omega Supreme. Like, is anyone going to buy it if we do it? Because we can't afford to make one that no one buys. And so I'm I'm really impressed they're actually going through with it. Like, it, it makes me happy.
1: But, well, uh, maybe they should have considered to do, like, a, a pre-sale thing and just make what was ordered, like, the way
0: 3A does with Bambeland. I, I always wonder, like, if that's... Cause yeah, that's one of the first ideas that would come to mind for me. But I, I think it comes down to whatever the factory is that a company's using, whether or not that factory is like okay to do made to order, or if the factory wants to do like, no, we want a solid number, not uh something. It's like yeah, we'll let you know what the solid number is. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I have a feeling there's some kind of factory process thing that varies here and there. Because a lot of third-party stuff, I think, if, if it went to made-to-order, there's a lot more interesting things that could come out. Well, even if it was like, okay,
1: we're, I'm the factory. Hello. Hi. I'm Joe Factory.
0: Hi, I'm Mr. Um, Robot Kingdom.
1: We could make you 100, 500, or multiples of a 1,000. <clears> and then, then Mr. Robot Kingdom goes, okay, the fans, Hey, like I'm the, the, I'm the fans. this is pre-sale okay this giant expensive thing and then they get orders for 82 then you just round up to 100
0: why is it so hmm. expensive
1: because your mom a hoe i thought
0: this was for, i thought this was for the fans by the fans
1: yeah well you know things cost money if enough of you pre-order it and we get up to that like multiples of a thousand category then it becomes cheaper
0: any sense to me I'm an average fan i hate you okay um,
1: well you I'm, suck
0: i'm gonna leave angry messages on my facebook page
1: we don't cater to the average fan we <laughs> cater to people who know what they're doing and what they're talking about and understand things we cater to the connoisseur
0: ah elitists listen to the elitists
1: <laughs> the average fan doesn't buy third-party stuff anyway average fan takes whatever garbage has re- Hasbro throws to their feet
0: More more like Hasbro
1: That's tough talk Coming from somebody who has The full run of uh, of, uh, Prime figures
0: Yeah well They owe me (laughs) I bought all their toys Why don't they make what I want
1: Well they're not gonna they're gonna make what they want, and you're gonna keep buying it because be you're gonna, garbage. I'm gonna you're gonna human start, garbage.
0: I'm gonna start my own third party. It's gonna be called Toys for the Fans by the Fans.
1: Yeah. Good luck with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good luck yeah, can with you,
1: that. Can you speak Chinese? You probably I, can't. Can you?
0: I got Google Translate. I can do anything. <laughs> I don't All right. have to listen to you, Mister Robot Kingdom. Hey, I'm back. Where would that fan go? I
1: don't know. Probably the dumpster because he was human
0: garbage. <laughs> uh but yeah <laughs> i would i would like to know someday like just the story behind you know how, like how 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 did you get around to the point where it actually became feasible to make that trypticon but as long as he sold in two halves
1: um yeah, I, and what what happens if they produce like one half and then the factory burns down and the molds were destroyed or They go out of business, and a bunch of people are just stuck with half a Trypticon.
0: Then then we have the new weirdest third-party story for the next couple years. All the people who have, like, the lower half of a Trypticon. Because it seems like the sort of thing that they would have
1: to do in multiple product runs.
0: So, I I just realized... So, why not just,
1: like, do one run and wait, and then do the other run and sell it together? I don't know, it seems...
0: Like, I think that part of it is you need, like, needing to recoup costs within a certain time frame, and I'm wondering Uh if, like, doing a full Trypticon run is, like, not even possible for that factory, that, like, for the sheer number of parts, it's, like, more feasible for them to do, like, the top half, and then the next month do the bottom half? Like, I don't... I'm spitballing.
1: Well, then I was just thinking, well, if I had any interest in buying it, then maybe I just wait until both halves have been produced and then they'll most likely still be top halves available.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure and that's... then I'll
1: just buy them together. But then if everybody does that and they don't sell enough top halves and they're just stuck with this shipping container full of top halves and
0: can't afford to produce the bottom halves, I don't know, I just it the, sounds risky. The tone I got was like they're committed to doing both halves no matter what. And then, like, the top half, bottom half thing is it might be a production thing. It might be, like, a feasibility of how much to produce in one month thing. It, it I I think they even phrased, like, you know, because this is also an easy spin to put on it. It was phrased also as, like, this way you don't have to spend all that money at once. Um, there's all kinds of reasons. Once those two months pass, it's going to be such a moot point. <laughs> like, once both halves exist on mass, uh, Or however many they do. Like, probably not a ton of them. Um, but that's, that's going to be something I, 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 I try my best to get a hold of. Uh, anyway, check out the rest of those pictures if you like, or not, I don't know. Um, as I mentioned before, we, we actually added a listener questions. So Seth, I have a listener question for you. Uh-oh. Uh, now that, now that you're less sick, uh, I don't have to go too in depth, but like, did you oh. watch my listener question? Is Did you actually watch all of combiner wars?
1: No. Oh, uh. That was another reason I, well, I would, okay, if I felt better and we were recording a thing about, about the show, I would have gotten it watched. But once I wasn't feeling well, I just never got around to watching it.
0: (laughs) Eh. It's a, it's, uh, it's not super important.
1: Yeah, I'm not uh, saying I'll never get around to watching it. There's still a morbid curiosity to see what happened after that first episode. In, in As our, far as did it get any better?
0: Not. I can't wait to see where this story goes. In in our uh, in our special episode we did about it, I basically at the end said, if you want to hear Seth's thoughts on it, and they're not in this recording somehow, they'll probably be in episode 427, so I felt I should probably at least bring it up. <laughs> if you want to hear Seth's thought about it, just shrug your shoulders and go, eh, And <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> I I ended up recording uh, another thing about it. I got I got asked oh, by boy. the the European folks at Moonbase Two to join them for a discussion.
1: So, um, uh, I think they left Europe. Sorry, I think they quit.
0: I'm so used to calling them your well. There's a whole process. the The Irish Run podcast that I was on was about uh oh, combiner what wars what happened to andy Did andy was get knifed andy was there but mikey was running the the combiner wars episode Ugh. Ugh. uh Ugh. so we, we we talked a whole bunch of it was de- man it was cathartic to record two discussions about combiner wars uh because now I, I i've said everything i have to say i feel i feel a weight lifted off my shoulders i feel lighter do you know if
1: that's going to be in their regular Moonbase feed or if it's like part of some other crazy feed that they do?
0: So when we when we started it off and they introduced me as in his first ever actual appearance on a Moonbase recording, we ended up having quite a tangent where I was... I was dead... I was certain I'd been <laughs> on a... Talking about milk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, it's really important. It as calcium. I was certain I'd been on a Moonbase recording, but then we realized that like, no, I actually probably was on just recordings with people who are on Moonbase but under different... Uh, podcast but this one i believe was was just a Moonbase 2 podcast so it would probably be on their feed um i'm gonna retweet it when it's when it's done um so i'll I'll yell about it uh and yeah check check out ours check out theirs um they're all a whole lot longer than combiner wars itself unfortunately uh anyway that's that's my listener question for you seth (laughs) Thanks for answering that. Keep up the good work. Click. Click. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Seth, let's talk about what we got this week.
1: Okay, I need a quick second, though.
0: I can give you a quick second. I can slot right. something in here. I'll be right back. Me too. That was a hot second Seth has returned. Yes. Armed and equipped with information technology. I needed my telephone. Yeah. It was in
1: a different room and I couldn't take it. Yeah,
0: That's too much. I can't ask this much of somebody. Seth. Hi. Did you get any Transformers this week? No. Oh. Still no sign of Wave 2 in these parts. Ding, dang it. Um... I, I got a Transformer this week. Oh, did you? Uh, so I got... A, this is a complicated description. I got a review copy of Repro Reprolabel's uh, upcoming sheet for Titan's Return Laserbeak, and I got it in the form of a Laserbeak with the stickers on him already. So I briefly thought, oh, I don't know what Laserbeak looks like without the stickers. This is going to be complicated. I looked up a photo. Turns out Laserbeak just looks like... Eighty percent of an unpainted black toy when he doesn't have stickers on him, ah. uh, he's not very colorful at all. So uh, the video that I'm doing for it is now going to be a lot simpler because now I just have to review the repro labels after saying this looks like an unpainted black version of Buzzsaw. Otherwise, uh, but the repro labels for him are, are pretty cool. Um, like there's there's one for the the you know the screen of the little tablet mode obviously. But a majority of the stickers are so that his little vehicle mode actually looks like a vehicle and not like an unpainted nondescript black plank with wheels on it. Uh and putting things like headlights and, and stripes and stuff on that actually does a whole lot. So that that was neat to see in person. Um I have not seen the Wave 2 Legends, the, you know, the, the three Soundwave minions. I haven't seen those myself in 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 stores yet, although they've been popping up here and there in, in my area. So uh I, I haven't got much to report other than that. And I mean Laserbeak is Buzzsaw, literally. So he's got the rather questionable bird mode, the mode where he's a stick, and then the kind of cute and adorable forklift thing mode. Uh, which is I think is the best mode of the three. Um And that's that's kind of the story of my of Transformers for me, because like I you know I got I got wave two, I got I got the Computrons all by last week. So uh, now it's really just like, am I going to come across an Alpha Trion or not? Uh, other than that, I'm not really, not really after Domestic Astro Train. Um, he's one of those toys I'm probably going to end up owning anyway, because he'll eventually go on sale, and I'm going to be like, I should buy him so I can compare him to the Japanese version. But uh, yeah, otherwise I have a very light what I got on topic thing this week. Um, Seth, did you get anything that wasn't a Transformer? Oh, boy, did I ever. Here we go. Did I ever. I heard there's a story behind one of these.
1: Yeah. Well, let me just get a couple things out of the way real quick. So last uh, weekend was the Santa Rosa Toy Con. Yes. Right. Um,
0: I got a Space Ghost, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast figure. I saw, I just, uh, when I was last in BC, I, I reconnected that figure with his accessories in my, my West Coast toy ah. storage.
1: Well, they only had Space Ghost. They didn't have Zorak or Maltar or Brack, which is a bummer. And then I started looking for those like on eBay. Woo! they're a lot more expensive than what I paid for the Space Ghost.
0: (laughs) Oh, in light of recent events, they probably are (laughs) too.
1: Yeah. Um, So this is the fourth Santa Rosa Toy-Con. I missed last year because it was the weekend we were moving. And then I went to the previous two. So... One thing that I'd seen from the previous two, a lot, was just piles and piles of stuff from the 90s. 90s toys like crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And one seller in particular who had boxes and boxes of Babylon 5 toys. Like, cheap. (laughs) And so, on the way, I'm like, if I see that Babylon 5 guy, I'm going to get a Vosh. I'm going to get a Lando Malari. And if it's cheap enough, maybe I just get the whole set. <laughs> and my girlfriend's like, whatever. I didn't watch that show. Um, barely any 90s stuff. Huh. Like, in the past, it was just nothing but, like, McFarlane. Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, like, Babylon 5. So just, like, all the kind of crummy 90s stuff. Like, I don't like 90s toys. I think that was a dark period. Um. Hardly any of that. A lot more older, like, 80s toys. There was one guy that had like a bunch of Transformers. And, like, some decent prices, too, on some G1 stuff. Hmm. But uh, just nothing I was in the market for. Although I was really tempted by a, a in-box Skull Cruncher. And I'm, like, showing my girlfriend. I'm like, you know that, like, robot alligator that I got recently? She goes, yeah. I'm like, this is the original one. She's like, oh, that's neat. Um, I forget what the price was But I remember thinking that doesn't seem bad For a headmaster with a box
0: Yeah, was it like opened in box or
1: Yeah, but it was, it was all there And you know the box Was old yeah. It didn't look brand new or nothing But I remember thinking that seems reasonable Um, <clears throat> Yeah, the Babylon 5 guy Was nowhere to be found th- That wasn't there So then I was thinking, you know what I'm going to keep an eye out for that like 200x Ma- Mar- masters of the universe stuff that seems like something that might be here nothing for real <laughs> well i found one seller had a set of the mini figures they did like the little tiny shrunk down versions yeah um and then another seller well actually the same guy that had the space ghost figures had a bunch of those clawful statues
0: Oh, uh, yeah those the staction figure whatever Um, because that was it that was all i found masters of the universe classics i have never been to a toy show in ontario where there's not at least one dealer with a ton of them that can't get rid of them
1: yeah well not in santa rosa man and then i just kept looking at that clawful thing like if this was articulated it'd be amazing it's so badass looking yeah oh it looks good that's just a dopey statue
0: Maybe they can come back to it. Like like Super 7 is now handling, you know, with Four Horsemen, they're now handling uh, He-Man. Uh-huh. So maybe they'll be able to finally do, like, poseable versions of the staction designs.
1: Yeah. Because I love all that design work that Four Horsemen did for those figures. Those really cool modernized versions of those He-Man characters yeah. where they were still completely recognizable but not, like, slavish to the original toys like the classics are now um just modernized and just really really cool designs and i would love to see something happen with them so the only thing i ended up buying for myself was that space ghost um i picked up a bootleg of world war ii propaganda cartoons like disney and looney two stuff yep uh for my dad gave that to him today so i'm really um Didn't get a chance to watch it myself. I kind of wanted to, but just never had the time. Um, And Phil Lamar was there signing autographs and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to roll up on the Phil Lamar table and I'm going to do unto him what I did unto the honky tonk man and offer to pay whatever he wants for a photo and maybe try to get him to record something for the show for the podcast here. And then he was like talking to (laughs) some people at the table and I noticed his, and so I'm looking at his table for a little card of prices and it's like an autograph on this sort of thing was an amount, an autograph on a picture was an amount, uh, a photo at the table was an amount, a photo away from the table was more, and then voice recording,
0: $50. Woof.
1: And I went, ah, it's too much. <laughs> Sorry, Phil.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, pre- awesome. Prepared. you're awesome. He's, you yeah. awesome. He's prepared.
1: You know. Well and then I imagine voice actors would probably get a lot of requests for voices and stuff.
0: Oh yeah. And a lot of it's like even just for like can you can you do my voicemail?
1: Yeah. So it makes absolute sense that he would have a specific cost for that. Yeah. But I just thought, you know. Man, you know what I
0: wonder? Like
1: I've gotten so many bumpers from this show for free. <laughs>
0: I wonder if because he's a voice actor and he has a, a you know a preset cost for a vocal recording for fans I wonder if that was like if the cost of that was was quantified at all by like the the voice actors guild or something like that who knows
1: maybe and, it's just what he thinks he could get
0: yeah I don't know I'm, I'm curious cuz I I heard I heard that the them them actor guilds can get real particular about actors doing acting not as a guild member or something
1: yeah. Well, the lady that's the voice of Ash was also there from Pokémon. Mm-hmm. I should have gone back over to her table, see what she was charging. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're like, oh, you know.
0: Could you do a spot the for The
1: Pokémon a- lady, she's only charging 25 bucks, Phil
0: Lamar. <laughs> could, could, could you do a spot for our Transformers podcast? I know you never did Transformers, but Well, no, like if she was charging less, then I go back to Phil and try to
1: lowball him. Oh man. like you know pokemon lady she's she's charging less
0: and phil's just like hey why don't you get in the back of my car
1: oh because of pulp fiction yeah oh an incredible coincidence um the day before on the fat man on batman podcast phil lamar was a guest oh so just by total coincidence i had listened to that podcast the day before (laughs) and he talked about how he got that part in pulp fiction it was pretty interesting Go check it out. Um, yeah, so that was the Santa Rosa Toy Con. Mm. Uh, then uh, I got three Marvel Legends. I should have just bought the whole Juggernaut Wave when I saw it instead of being like, hey, I don't know if I want to get all of them. Because now I have to hunt down three more. Yeah. So I got I found Iceman, Havoc, and Phoenix. Phoenix is okay, uh, except for Face Sculpt is a little bland and she's a little wall-eyed on the one i ended up with like her her irises are a little too far apart
0: (laughs) i mean it's not just marvel legends that that keeps me from buying a lot of toys online like the potential for the irises not to really be well applied um havoc's
1: okay um that's not like the version of Havoc's costume that I'm most connected to, but I'd like the character Havoc well enough and it's fine. It's a fine figure. There's no glaring problems with it. Mm. Um, Iceman is weird. It's, and and I talked about this a couple shows ago, like this is not my favorite version of Iceman, but it's like that Spider-Man body. Yeah. So it's crazy articulated. Like even with that, peck swing or whatever people are calling that joint
0: like the lateral shoulder joint yeah yeah
1: um and then once he's like effectively naked there's like nothing hindering any movement whatsoever and it's one of the most complete face palmable figures i've ever had (laughs) like you could really bury his face in his open hand and then he's got toes which is gross
0: yeah, he's just he's a, he's a transparent naked man.
1: Yeah, comes with zero accessories whatsoever. Half it comes with like circularity ring things that clip onto his wrists that give you that effect of when he's shooting off his plasma beams or whatever it is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I got those. Then, uh, what's her name? Jen Uso. Is that the character's name from Rogue One?
0: Uh, I am a great person to ask about that. Also, whatever that character's name is,
1: <laughs> haven't seen the movie yet. No, nope, me neither. So, we went into Kmart looking for something else the other day. Um, and they didn't have it, but they had these figures of what's her face from Rogue One. We'll call her Rogue Lady. Yes. Um, on with like this big rocky rock stand that she stands on and it's a different outfit from the the single pack black figure. So it's just not the same outfit repackaged because they also had um Kylo Ren and Ray. Yeah. But it's the same Kylo Ren is the same Ray. But it's supposed to be from their showdown at, at Starkiller base.
0: Oh yeah that's uh so, on the on the snowy base like those versions. Yeah.
1: So yeah so they're on the icy snowy bases Kylo has a little bit of like frost painted to the hem of his uh his gowns. Um, I wanna
0: I wanna say that Kylo has a different hand sculpt. Maybe. And I, I believe that, that Ray has like a different piece of sculpt somewhere as well. It's it's all like this gets into the part where I'm not enough of a Star Wars fan to know.
1: But Well, she does come with a lightsaber. Yes. And so I'm looking at these and I'm like, well, Kylo ain't different enough. And Ray is too much the same because it's it's for the most part that exact same mold, like her Jakku outfit. Yeah. Not her change of clothes that she was wearing by the time they get to Star Killer base. And I'm like, man, if this was that outfit, if, if if it was that later movie outfit, I would totally buy this. But it's not. She's in the wrong outfit for this situation. And ah so I didn't get it. <laughs> but they had those rogue one figures out. So I'm like, this is awesome. This is a different outfit. This is cool. I'm not thinking that it's not supposed to be out yet. Like I'm not picking up things like I'm going to get away with something. I'm buying this early. Like it just wasn't even on my mind that it was early. So I go up to get in line and this Kmart is awful with lines. The lines are slow. Like they have one, maybe two registers open and they just take forever to check somebody out. So we pick, they had two lines open. We pick a line and the problems begin. We were in line for at least 15 minutes. It might have been 20 minutes before we finally get up. Our turn. Mm-hmm. Guy scans the thing, scans the thing again, types in the UPC code manually, goes, I have to go ask the manager. So now we're waiting even longer. And we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And then he comes back without it. Says we can't sell it. And I'm like, all right. I'm pissed. Pissed. so much time is wasted. Like, I'm not really upset that I can't buy the thing. Yeah. And while he was like struggling with it, I could see on his screen it said it said something about not being or it being like not cleared for a time to release or something. I forget what the phrasing on the screen was. But, like, he didn't notice on his screen that it was telling him what the problem was. I noticed. (laughs) Um, So I'm just super annoyed that we stood in line for so long, and now I got nothing. Yeah. So I go marching over to the customer service table, and I'm just going to tell (laughs) him. Like, I'm not expecting anything. I'm not going to try to talk him into selling it to me anyway or demand reimbursement for my time. I just said, look, I just tried to buy that figure. And there's a stack of them. There's like six of them behind the counter. So this has happened five other times. Um, I'm like, look, I tried to buy that thing. We were in line for like at least 15 minutes, if not longer. This has been a a colossal waste of time. He goes like, I'm sorry, but we can't sell them until Friday. I said, fine, do me a favor. Go back there and get all the rest of them off the shelf. Stop wasting everybody's time. Just go get them. Don't leave them out there for everybody else to come waste their time on. This is garbage. And then I left. So Friday rolls around. Kmart opens at 8. I don't have to be at work until 8.30. I'll get there when they open. So I head on down to Kmart in the morning. It's very close to work, too. It's like two blocks from where I work.
0: Yeah.
1: Waltz in. Go back to the toy department. Nothing. No sign of them. Okay, great. They didn't put them back out. Like, they cleared them all off the shelf, but then they didn't bring them back for when they're actually supposed to be for sale. Fantastic. Um, Go to the customer service counter. Look, here's the deal. I was here the other day. They were yanked from the shelf. They're supposed to be on sale today. Do you got them or what? And the girl's like, oh, yeah, they did put them out early. They did take them. Um, Let me call somebody. Now she pages like two different people. Nobody shows up. She calls somebody directly. They don't come. Somebody else comes by. She asks them to go look for it. And I could tell right away this elderly woman is not going to find it. She doesn't know what she's looking for. She just goes like racing off. Then she sends another woman to go look for it. Then she sends a third woman to go look for it. (laughs) She brings back one of the Kylo Ren figures. (laughs) And now I've found a picture of it in the box, and I'm showing everybody this is what you're looking for. <laughs> this is what it looks like. This is the character's name. And then we're waiting and we're waiting. And it's getting closer and closer to when I'm supposed to be at work. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is nuts. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, do you have any sort of inventory control? And I'm not saying those things, but I'm f- like, I'm thinking the matter. Yeah. And she's putting out flyers, like, like a multi-page like ads of like, this is everything we have on sale this week. And the whole front page is star Wars stuff. (laughs) And then I I say, so what are the odds that if they find one of these things and they bring it up here, that it's still not going to ring up. And she goes, Oh, I'm sure it will because this is the day that it's supposed to happen. And she was a younger girl or lady. And, and she, she actually did seem to know stuff about things. Like, she knew that they were Rogue One toys. She knew that there was time. She knew that today was the day. She knew everything, but she couldn't leave the customer service counter, so she just had to send people who had no idea what was going on. So she goes, well, it's supposed to be on sale today, as you can see by this ad. And I said, yeah, well, this, this, and this, all shown on the ad as being for sale today, are also not on the shelves back there. You don't have any of these things back there. And she goes, oh. Oh. That's weird. And I said, "Well, you know what they say about Kmart? If it's force, if it's on sale, they don't have it." And that's a thing people around here say. Like if you see an ad for Kmart and it's like cat food's on sale, you go, there's no cat food there. <laughs> Whatever it is that they have on sale, they don't have on the shelf. Whatever they advertise, they don't got. It's yeah. ridiculous. I don't know how they stay open with Target in town now. <laughs> So finally, they find one. I'm like, Hallelujah! Praise George Lucas! Uh, she rings me up. I bust out of there. I got to work like five minutes late. I don't think anybody even noticed, and still, it's five minutes. Um, it, it's fine, but I finally got it, and it's not worth it. It's garbage. Don't buy one. No, just <laughs> no. Broke, actually, in half
0: the moment I open it up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was a package swap. Someone jammed, like, uh, Princess Leia, Slave Leia in, in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in such a rush to get out there. I, I was didn't so, even look. So
0: blinded by rage.
1: No, it's actually a really cool figure. Um, She's got a lot going on. She has a pistol of, with a functional holster on her leg, like a stormtrooper's gun. There's something that hangs off her belt. Like, the only accessory I don't like is she has, like, this black cylinder with a smaller silver piece and a loop that just sort of rests on a very shallow hook on her belt. And it looks cool, but that hook isn't holding it on too much. I'm just worried about, like, moving it around and it falling off and getting
0: lost. Yeah, I'm, uh, like as
1: I'm moving the figure somewhere, it popping off and, like, rolling under the couch, and I never find it.
0: Yeah, I I, I suspect that's probably some kind of plot-relevant device. Like, that's what it sounds like to me.
1: Yeah, like a big stun grenade or something. Yeah. Um, she has a little gas mask that's around her neck that she could slip on over her face. Her hat does not come off, but that's fine. And she's just got, like, this kind of dark green tunic with a cloak hanging down and she looks really cool on her big rock base it's a nice figure um and i really like that it's not just the individual figure yeah um with a base it's like a completely different sculpt
0: and i'm i'm tempted to pick up the alan tudyk robot if i see it
1: yeah, so I, I was hoping they would have them there because the night before, Big Bad put all that stuff up for order. Like, they didn't take pre-orders on anything. Yeah. It was like when they did those uh those Combiner War figures. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, you got to be here that night. So they, they put those, the, those up, like the whole wave. I'm like, well, I'm going to just wait until I go to Kmart in the morning and if they have them boom if not, then I'll order them and they didn't have them so I just ordered them from big bad
0: yeah i I only really want um the the allen robot and a death trooper and that's kind of that's me and and rogue one uh-huh. uh not not even it's it, part of me was like is this me consciously reacting to the dumbass stuff I did amassing a bunch of first order guys last time around but it's also just they're the only designs that make me feel anything because they're cool dudes and in, in like cool black armor and that's about and one of them's literally called the death trooper which is a great name uh and i <laughs> well, like alan in, tudyk
1: um, yeah in that wave you get you get the robot guy you get this chick death trooper something else and a guy, like whoever the guy is, that's the awesome. guy looks kind of dumb.
0: Yeah, you get, you get man, and you get unmasked Kylo Ren, which is oh like yeah, that's the, the last thing I want is <laughs> <It's> unmasked <laughs> Kylo Ren.
1: But you need that unmasked head for your Matt custom figure.
0: Someone, someone, I'll you know what? You just, when they make me a third party Matt custom figure, then I'll get that. Like I. I don't want to buy a figure of Kylo Ren where he's not wearing one of the coolest parts of Kylo Ren, which is his hat. Well, that wave
1: also has the same old ray in it. Does it? But well, that's if you get the case.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: when so Big Bad has the case, which is one of each and that ray, and then or you could get the wave, which is the five new figures if you Still, count Kylo Ren I'd, as a new figure. I would
0: had assumed that Ray was different somehow. It's a bummer that they didn't switch out her stick for her lightsaber,
1: or do that later costume,
0: or do the later costume. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, in the, in the simplest sense, in the in the we're going to make Kylo Ren just have a different head kind of sense. It's like at least for for like the people like me who don't pay attention to things, at least let her, let her not have the stick anymore.
1: Yeah, the guy in that wave. So I brought up the picture of the the wave. Um. He looks like someone doing a bad Hoth Han Solo cosplay. Yeah. Ooh, that was a big cough. You missed it. Um, Yeah. I don't know. He's not very exciting. Is is,
0: is this going to be what's his name from the last movie, though, where I'm like, oh, he just looks like an X-Wing pilot. And then it turns out he's. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It turns out to be awesome, though.
0: This guy, like, I'm scrolling down. This is Captain Cassian Andor. Maybe he's a cool guy. Well,
1: like, in the more recent trailers, there's a lot of the chick and a dude. And it seems like they're the two main characters. So that must be the dude.
0: I hope he's not wearing that dumb jacket for the whole thing. I don't think he is. At least from
1: the clips in the trailer.
0: Because, hey, guess what? Guess, guess what figure I didn't want I didn't want Poe Dameron in his X-Wing costume I wanted him in his cool jacket And so if this guy's cool like I want him looking cool Not wearing a big fur coat
1: He's got to hot wampas that's, that's, Apparently that's, there's some wampa looking character In like the smaller figures
0: eh.
1: There was a three pack Somebody was selling I'm not seeing it here on Big Bad I think it was a store exclusive somewhere Oh no wait this guy I'm gonna send you this link. It must be somebody in disguise. Like if if it turns out there's a a Wampa with a gun in this movie, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be mad, but it's gonna be like what What are Wampas? What What even are Wampas?
0: Like, who Doesn't knows? this Maybe guy that... look
1: like a Wampa with a gun?
0: He looks like a kind of kind of a Wampa, but also kind of a Chewbacca, a Wookiee.
1: Like a Wookiee Wampa crossbreed breed.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have a gun. Like if you click over one, he's also got a friggin' rocket launcher jetpack.
1: Well, I mean that's a accessory for toys. Like I that know. probably won't even be in the movie.
0: Oh, I wish it was. Though he looks really cool with that thing.
1: So like some Wookiee went on vacation on Hoth and got freaky with a Wampa.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so well, they, close enough. It popped out like a a womp key. <laughs> a Wukampa. I don't know. Star Wars has dumb names.
1: Moroff, Moroff is, I think, his
0: name. Yeah, he's Moroff. That's for sure.
1: Google search for Moroff. Let's learn about this guy. I uh,
0: I I even threw down a pre order no, on Max on, Moroff as uh, a
1: baseball player. Yay! Plays for the Pirates.
0: I threw down pre orders on the SH Figarts versions of the Death Trooper and Alan Tudyk the robot, uh, just for safety's sake in case I end up really liking them.
1: Yeah. But well and that that robot is He's like a repurposed imperial droid So he's got that cool imperial style to him
0: Yeah he looks like a big scary guy Who could break your neck
1: Even if they wussified him By reprogramming him
0: I mean you know they might have but then he's Alan Tudyk So he's gonna either be funny Or do something super badass Or both
1: And then the only other thing That I got was I got a laptop hey. A Windows laptop Cause I wanted to do something and I couldn't find software to do it that ran on Apple. And then I thought, well, maybe I could boot or uh, boot camp this MacBook like I did my old one. Then I started thinking, yeah, but then that became a problem. Also, it's going to take up a bunch of the hard drive space. Uh, Maybe I just look around Amazon for an inexpensive laptop and found an inexpensive Acer. That's all right. I got really spoiled on that solid state drive that's in the macbook because man it seems like everything takes a long time after i click on it um also the the key the trackpad feels like garbage compared to the
0: apple trackpad Uh, is it like one of those is it flat or is it textured uh
1: there there's a little texture to it but it just it doesn't feel as responsive yeah it it feels cheap
0: but uh you know it's getting
1: the job done it's doing what I needed to do.
0: You gotta get yourself a, a, a an optical mouse.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I've done. Yeah. Well, I already had one. I just started using it with it. Um. But yeah, I I had gotten like I always thought it'd be cool to figure out how to make a video game, but I know nothing about programming, nothing about coding. Um. Then I just started like researching. Like, are there? Is there software that kind of automates a lot of game making? Like, is there just something that I could drag and drop stuff and just do something very simple? Like, I'm not trying to create the next Call of Duty or nothing. Just simple concept. Just I needed to feel creative. <laughs> like, I've been going through this really rough patch at work with all the late hours or I'm just a drone. And I just had this overwhelming urge. Like, I feel like I have to be making something. So I, I tried messing with the unity engine, um, which does have a Mac version, but I've never been good with 3d. Like I was never like, I used to draw a lot, but I was never good at sculpting. Like I've, I've never been good, like trying to visualize things in three dimensions like that. Mm. Um, and so then when i got the desktop i was able to try out game creator studio <clears throat> and i've been following tutorials and stuff like i still don't really know what i'm doing but by doing things by following tutorials i'm figuring it out so i've made a very simple clone of asteroid so far which i'm now messing with and like re- like making fancier graphics so instead of just a triangle ship i made a more um interesting shape ship <laughs> it's a rhombus Yeah. no nah, no nah, not a rhombus <laughs> um and then just of just a flat black space background i figured out like so the 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 way the tutorial was is just like okay for your background just click color click black you're done and then but i had learned enough to where i was able to figure out oh to import an image to use as the background I have to go to this category, import the image, then I could attach it to this other thing, but it has to be in this folder before I could attach it to that property. So I'm starting to get the basic concepts down, even though, even even where I don't know the exact code to write, like I'm starting to understand if I want to do this, then I have to do these steps first. Um, so... It's been a lot of fun. It's starting to feel like I'm actually doing something instead of just being a drone at work.
0: Yeah, you get that outlet.
1: For a long time, the podcast has filled that gap, but it was like an overwhelming, like I need to do something more kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, and this might turn into something. Become yeah. the next, the next big indie dev.
1: Yeah, I could make the next Super Meat Boy.
0: Yeah. get together. Hopefully with... I
1: don't end up being the next Phil Fish. i <laughs> <That'd> be <laughs> losing my mind. It'd be
0: really weird to podcast with you if that happened. <laughs> you just keep going on these tangents, just yelling about people. Well, some might argue I already do that. True. You know what? He's got to embrace your fate.
1: Yeah, who you knows? Like, I have some ideas for... For stuff to try to do, but I'm
0: I'm just barely learning. So you you know you know what's what soars over the fish, the buzzard. Oh, it just came to me. Should change my name to Phil Buzzard.
1: (laughs) Buzzard Fish.
0: Oh man, I couldn't (laughs) deal with that. Seth Fish. That sounds like a name I've heard before. I don't know where. Seth Fish. Yeah. It doesn't.
1: It doesn't flow.
0: It sounds like a character. from... It's a, hard to say. It sounds like a character from an <laughs> early two thousands adult animation pilot. Ooh. Like, hey, this is Seth Fish. He's the main character of of like Plaid Town. It's our show about. Like people just getting out of college who don't know what to do with themselves and hijinks happen. There are a lot of pilots like that. True story. Um, well it
1: probably didn't get past being a pilot because Seth Fish doesn't roll off the
0: tongue very easily. <laughs> we can't market this.
1: It's a difficult name to say.
0: Why not Seth Buzzard and someone's like, It's been taken? I like it's it's too it's two thousand one. Like it's been taken. You just don't know it yet. Uh, Anything else that you picked up this last week?
1: I don't believe so. I'm going to a baseball game tomorrow.
0: Let's go out to the ball game.
1: I've always enjoyed going to baseball games more than I have watching it on TV or participating in real life. But I haven't been to a baseball game in like... 20 years by now. Yeah. It's been yeah. a long time.
0: I always liked playing like no stakes baseball with people where it really was just how hard can I hit the ball with the stick. And that part was kind of fun.
1: Well, my hate for baseball, I tracked back to the summer I was forced to play baseball. Uh... I didn't want to play baseball. I was told I was going to play baseball that summer. Um, Some of the other kids were jerks. And it soured me on the whole th-
0: experience. You see, when I when I was in high school, in my band class, especially in grade 11 and 12, when we would have, we, we had a really good band teacher. And, like, sometimes we would just finish a piece of a curriculum, like, like weeks in advance. And so it would eventually come down to, like, we have no more music to do. And we're about to hit, like, spring break or summer break. There's no point trying to do new music because we're not going to meet up to do this again for, like, a couple weeks. So the band teacher would just be like, let's go play softball. But, like, low-stakes softball. <laughs> So like it was great to actually you know, especially in high school when you have physical education classes where everything's still very highly competitive, to then go into band class and play the least competitive version of softball ever was really fun. <laughs> Cause it was just like, How hard can I hit it? And then, you know, there were like two or three people who knew what they were doing. So if they were out in the fields like, alright, I'm out, whatever, but everyone else is like, I don't know, hit the ball harder. Uh it was it was fun. Um and that was like my one and only real experience with that sport. So it's it's, uh, it's I never wanted to do it again because I'm like, it'll, it'll never be the same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're going to take the ferry over. So one of the fun things, if you're going to a San Francisco Giants game and you're on the Marin County side of the Golden Gate Bridge, you could catch a ferry that takes you straight to the stadium. And then you don't have to deal with traffic Going into the city or finding anywhere to park Because you park at the giant uh, Parking lot at the ferry terminal Terminal in Larkspur And then take a boat And then everyone On that boat is going to the same thing So everyone's like really excited And Then depending on if the home team Wins or not is what the mood on the boat Is coming back
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well at least it'll be an adventure
1: yeah
0: <laughs> well I hope, I hope you have as much fun as you can get get yourself uh one, one of them one of them nice uh baseball hot dogs or whatever
1: i've been told to look for the crab sandwich
0: <laughs> get get yourself one of them good old american baseball crab sandwiches yeah and, sports
1: uh, has a uh, like expensive fancy food now it's
0: not just hot dogs and watered down beer they should just make crab hot, fancy food they should make crab hot dogs like, would you be opposed to that? What? A crab hot dog. Um,
1: well, is it just like crab meat on a hot dog bun? Well, that's more like a hoagie. Or is it like seriously processed crab meat extruded all- into a tube shape?
0: <laughs> yeah, all the parts of the crab that like you would otherwise find unappealing have been minced into a sausage. I don't know. I'd do maybe, maybe. I'd do it. I'd have to look at it. It would just look like a slightly lumpy sausage.
1: Yeah, it's probably fine. Just compressed, so it's like compressed.
0: You put and you put ketchup and mayo or whatever on top of the thing.
1: No, not ketchup.
0: Whatever it is, you put on your on your crab dog. Tartar sauce.
1: Tartar, maybe like a, a a little bit of a cocktail sauce
0: yeah like not too much just a little bit uh, a little bit of that zip i said this before on the show like like in my opinion if you take all the undesirable parts of an animal you grind them into a paste squeeze it into a sausage and give it to me as a hot dog as long as it's not an undesirable part that will damage me for eating it then i see no problem with that you're wasting less of the animal that way now i mean if you if you're using like you know pieces of gizzard or whatever they're gonna actually leave like you know bile ducts exploding in my stomach or whatever then we're gonna have some problems don't don't put bile ducts in my stomach but you know like like pig ears and chicken feet and stuff that would otherwise not all that cool to eat by themselves you grind them up into a sausage and it's not unhealthy for me to eat it then hey we're solving problems in my opinion uh anyway thanks for tuning in everybody um that's a shorter episode. We yeah, less news. Um, it'll come back. I mean, we could all we we could have we could have spent a whole half hour talking about how Anthony Hopkins had something uh, not bad to say about Michael Bay when someone said, "What's it like working with Michael Bay?" Ooh. And he said something like, "It's like Michael Bay has the whole movie in his head. He's in charge of everything as the director." I'm like, that was a quote. <laughs> Well, I mean that was very complimentary that he said.
1: It's like Michael Bay has the whole movie in his head. Because when you watch Michael Bay movies, it seems like he has a few scenes in his head, but not a complete movie.
0: Yeah, you just get like, get all that other wussy stuff out of the way. Um now I want to find that quote.
1: Okay, so that that uh Star Wars character that looked like a Wampa. Yes. is, is a Gigorian.
0: How many G's are in that? Two. Okay. I'm okay with that. Gigoran. ran. Giggle yeah. As long giggle. as there's no double G's in there, because then that sounds like giggles, and then I just would want to know why they didn't call him like a giggle, a giggle monster. G i g o r a n. A gigalorian. Yeah. He's like <laughs> a, a mercenary
1: who likes big machine guns or something.
0: Okay. Uh, when asked about working with Michael Bay on the new Transformers movie Sir Anthony Hawkins said "Quote: working with Michael Bay is quite an experience he's got the whole film up there points to the head <laughs> he's in command of the whole ship there is no political correctness they don't take time they just let's do it I like that that's uh, what he has to say about working on Transformers 5 they don't take time they just let's do it. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you with some more Transformer stuff next week, uh, or next episode, whatever, however this all even is at. Um, take it easy, and, and yo, grab yourself a hoagie, uh, and enjoy. <laughs> some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.